Answering Mormon's Questions by Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson deals with 36 commonly asked questions by your LDS friends and neighbors. It's a great resource for Christians who want to share their faith with friends and loved ones. Be sure to pick up your copy today at your favorite Christian bookstore. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Well, today we are going to be looking at an article that was in the August 2023 edition of the Liahona Magazine. It's an article that was written by a BYU professor, Dr. Jason R. Combs, Assistant Professor of Ancient Scripture at Brigham Young University. The reason why we want to take a close look at what Dr. Combs has said is because when you read his article at face value, you would probably say to yourself, this sounds pretty good. Uh, It sounds like he's defining the words properly that he's using, and he's using terms that we often use on this show and terms that we have often delved into to try to explain what the New Testament message is all about when it comes to salvation. And these terms are justification, grace, propitiation, atonement. He covers all these in this very short article. But at the same time, Eric, when I'm reading this article, I'm asking myself, what's going on here? Why does this guy sound like he seems to have a pretty good grasp of what evangelicals have been teaching for centuries? And yet when we go back to the statements of this man's leaders, we don't see what his leaders have said as seeming to correspond with what he's writing in this article. Let's just state up front, he never once in the main article cites any general authority. He does not cite any of the unique standard works, the Book of Mormon, Doctrine and Covenants, and Pearl of Great Price. He sticks with the old and the New Testament. And I think the reason why we need to cover this article this week, Bill, this is going to be something I believe that Latter-day Saints are going to photocopy and hand to their evangelical Christian friend and say, look, we believe just like you do. And when I read this article, I found myself agreeing all the way through the article. In fact, I was looking for the kicker, and I could not find anything in the main article that would make me say, ah, there you go. He is, I think, very clear and very straightforward and taken, for the most part, at face value. This could have been an evangelical Christian. But at the same time, Eric, you have to ask the question. Dr. Combs is a teacher at Brigham Young University. And to be a teacher at BYU, you have to at least show a certain level of loyalty to the teachings of the general authorities in the church. Now, as you and I are going through this man's article here, we can pick out all the times when it seems like what he is saying conflicts with what general authorities have said. And I'm not saying from a long time ago. Certainly that is true, but I would also say pretty recently. I think This doesn't even flow in line with Russell M. Nelson's constant 
emphasis on the covenant path, I would say that that even has a conflict in many areas with what Dr. Combs is saying here. So how does this man write an article like this and make it appear that he's sounding very evangelical? In other words, may I be so blunt, why is it that he sounds like he's coming in our direction, which according to LDS theology would be coming in the direction of the great apostasy, because our belief in salvation was one of many things that caused Joseph Smith to believe that the church fell into a state of apostasy. What is the impetus for this article? It's the Come Follow Me series that has been going on for several years, studied by many church members. In 2022, they they studied the Old Testament. This year, the church uh, leaders have put together a New Testament volume that members are supposed to do weekly. On our website, we have reviews of every article from last year and what we have so far through this time now for 2023, our response to what uh, the church is writing. So this article is being done in conjunction with that because August 2023, they are covering the book of Romans in two different weeks. The first week they're covering Romans 1 through 7, and the second week they're covering Romans 8 through 16. Let me stop you there because in my church where I fellowship and I work with our youth group, our youth pastor spent months going through the book of Romans. Months. When I see the LDS church going through the book of Romans in a couple of weeks, I'm sorry, Eric, but that tells me they really don't have respect for this book. There is no way possible you can adequately study what Paul writes in the book of Romans in two weeks. That tells me, and I know a Latter-day Saint will say, but Bill, you've, you've got your biases. Yes, I do. But if you think you can do a study of the book of Romans in two weeks, you show me you really don't have respect for that book. I think you're bringing out a good point. And for many of the members who are doing this study, filling out their forms, you know, there's actually a workbook you can use. Um, but for the most part, I think this is a lesson that's supposed to be done under an hour. I'm going to suggest to you that many Latter-day Saints doing the lessons are doing the work from the workbook when they cite a few verses and they're using that. They're not actually going to read Romans chapters 1 through 7. That's going to take probably a half hour at least to, to read it anywhere close to uh, comprehending it. And so how many Latter-day Saints are just doing the lesson, doing their busy work, and thinking that they're actually studying the Bible, they're studying Romans when they're not really reading what Romans has to say. Well, when I look at Dr. Combs' article, as I said earlier, I, I have to ask myself, what is going on here? Why is there what appears to me to be a glaring contradiction between what Dr. Combs is going to say in this piece and what his general authorities have said in the past? This is what makes, I think, Mormonism so dangerous and so confusing. Now, you and I, Eric, when we look at certain words, we have a respect for words. Words have a meaning. I'm going to say that I assume that's true with Dr. Combs because he's going to spend a lot of time defining these terms, and he's going to define them quite accurately. But yet, when we look at the teachings of the LDS general authorities, they run slipshod over these words, and they don't really seem to care what the historic meaning of these words really are. And I can't help but ask myself, except for the fact that, as you pointed out, 
Latter-day Saints are probably going to be photocopying this article and handing it to their evangelical friends and trying to make it appear that when it comes to salvation, we're not that far off. But yet that's not what leaders in the past have said. They have said some pretty horrible things about what we believe when it comes to justification by faith and so forth and so on. I mean, calling justification by faith, for instance, a pernicious doctrine, as has been said in the past by LDS leaders, I can't overlook that. But yet, at the same time, I'm reading this article, and it sounds like Dr. Combs would have never drawn that conclusion. Well, you just mentioned a quote from 10th President Joseph Fielding Smith in The Restoration of All Things, page 192. He said, one of the most pernicious doctrines ever advocated by man is the doctrine of justification by faith alone, which has entered into the hearts of millions since the days of the so-called Reformation. And then James Talmadge, James E. Talmadge was an apostle. He wrote the book Articles of Faith, considered to be a classic. On page 432, he says, the sectarian dogma of justification by faith alone has exercised an influence for evil. And I have to assume that Justification by faith alone is exactly what the Apostle Paul was talking about when he writes his epistle to the church at Rome. I don't think Paul has in mind there's a celestial law, and there's a terrestrial law, and there's a telestial law. Paul had no such understanding of that at all. That is something that is certainly unique to the LDS church, but you have to Keep all those things in mind when you read an article like this, and I guess that's why you and I are expressing some concern as well as some confusion as what's going on here. Why don't we start reading the, the introduction? It's not a very long article. It only takes up three pages, and it's not all of his writing. There are pictures on there and also some boxes, but this is how he starts. And the article, again, is titled, Paul's Metaphors of Salvation in Their Ancient Context. He writes, how does one put into words all that Jesus Christ has done for us? For Paul, the answer was to use concepts that were familiar in his time and could be likened to Jesus Christ. Concepts such as justification, grace, and propitiation slash atonement. While each of these concepts may sometimes be misunderstood in the present day, in Romans 3, 24 through 25, Paul used them as metaphors to explain salvation in terms that Christ's followers at the time might have better understood. Therefore, knowing more about the original context of these words can help us better understand Paul's teachings about our salvation in Jesus Christ. So he's going to go to the book of Romans. He cites Romans 3, 24, and 25. So first of all, we should probably begin by reading what is Romans 3, 24, and 25. So we're going to be citing it from the New King James Version, and this is what it says. Starting with verse 22, For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. So these are verses that we read in our Christian churches all the time. We, we are constantly going to the book of Romans to explain to our people how we are in fact justified. But yet he's going to give a definition of justification that I think is pretty spot on. 
But then we're going to also give you a definition of this word as it's been explained in the past. And I think you're going to see when we do that that they are worlds apart. This is why we're asking the question. Were the leaders of the past wrong in their definition? Were the manuals that quote that definition incorrect? Do they need to be modified? Is the church coming in our directions? Now, I'm sure there are some that are certainly hoping that is true. I would love to see Latter-day Saints come in our direction. But at the same time, my understanding of this great apostasy makes me wonder, is the church really doing that? given the fact that our belief regarding justification was considered anathema by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. First of all, let's start off with the next paragraph, where Dr. Combs says, The word justification was used in the Old Testament to teach Israel about their relationship with God. Now, Eric, earlier you said he does not cite any unique LDS scripture in this article. He doesn't, but yet this is a footnote that refers people not to any unique scripture in the LDS Church, but it points them to the official website of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Under footnote one, to understand how we use the term justification in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints today, see Guide to the Scriptures, Justification, Justify. In tomorrow's show, we're going to start off the program by reading what it says in this reference that is given as footnote number one. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.